Welcome to the Money Over 50 podcast, brought to you by Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue from Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. This information is general in nature and does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Therefore, you should consider whether the information is appropriate for you and your personal circumstances. If you require personal advice, please contact Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. Here are your hosts, Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue. Welcome to Money Over 50 with Dallas and Michael. Michael, today we're here to talk about intermediary monkeys. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) I purposely purposely haven't told you the title of this podcast because uh, we've discussed it at great length. Now, let me me start by explaining a concept. This may well be an old wives' tale or an urban myth that I've read about years ago, but the concept is if you put five monkeys in a basement and you open the door and, and every time one of them goes to, to climb up the stairs to get out of the basement, you open the door and you hose them all down with cold water. Apparently what will happen very quickly is that anytime one of the monkeys goes to go up the stairs, the other monkeys will grab it and beat the crap out of it and stop mm-hmm. them going on the stairs because it knows it doesn't know why, but it knows that if a monkey goes on those stairs, I get hit with cold water. I don't like that, so I'm going to stop you doing it. Now, that all sort of makes sense. What gets really interesting is that the theory is that if you, if you take one of the monkeys out of there that has been hosed with cold water, you can add in another, you can add in a new monkey. And the first thing the new monkey does is goes to climb up the stairs and the other four monkeys beat the crap out of it. Mm-hmm. And so this monkey learns, geez, I don't know, I don't know what goes, what's going on with those stairs, but the lesson here is don't touch the stairs. If you touch the stairs, you'll get the crap beaten out of you. Now, interestingly, the theory is that you can actually replace all of the original monkeys over time with new monkeys, and every time you put in a new one, the other ones will still beat beat the crap out of it every time it tries to go up the stairs. So where you end up with is five monkeys in a basement that any time one of them goes near the stairs, the other ones will beat the crap out of it, but none of them has any idea why they're doing that. They, they, They have never been hit with cold water. They have no concept of why the stairs are an inherently bad thing, why they should be beating each other when they go near them. But apparently they will just do that sustainably. So now, again, I might be completely making this up. If there's someone who's listening to this that's an animal researcher, they'll probably go, that's an old wives tale, that's an urban <laughs> myth, that never happened. It's a great story. It's a great story, yeah. Um, and, uh, and and the reason we, we call it the intermediary monkeys is that Michael and I were actually at a, at a bar in New York once. At a, we, were going, we were going to a conference, so we were having a... Having see a, the great Nick Murray. We were going to see the great Nick Murray we were in sitting, a conference. Sitting, uh, sitting at a, a hotel bar the night before, just having a beer before bed, and um, we got talking to this... I think he was a Canadian. Canadian guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sitting next to us, and something came up about this... About something of people reacting to mm-hmm. stimulus that isn't actually there, mm-hmm. and and I, I, I'd yeah, it's like the inter, you know you, t- you, yeah, you told like, him the monkey you story, told the monkey story, the same story that you just told, and the and poor suffering listeners, <laughs> <the> poor suffering <laughs> listeners that went on for a long time, and this guy was very polite, so he sit there and listened very nicely, and then after all, he goes, "Do you mean to tell me there's all these intermediary monkeys just <laughs> wailing on each other in a basement somewhere?" <laughs> And then we laugh. We got a great laugh out of that. We thought, and it's a great, a great racehorse name. If anyone out there is looking for a, a name to, to to name your racehorse, intermediary monkey is is one that we think would be a cracker. But the concept, after two minutes of long and drawn out introduction mm-hmm. to this, is my theory here is that there are many situations in our lives where 
we're responding to a stimulus that isn't there anymore. Mm. So I, I, I'll give you an example of one is interest rates. So uh, people approaching retirement, and we've banged on about this in, in great detail in a lot of other podcasts, where people approaching retirement go, I need a lot of money in cash and term deposits. That's the that's the asset that I need in retirement. I need I need cash. I need term deposits. I need and I need I need to build it up. Now, if you said to that person, "Hang on, term deposits are returning about half percent, and you know, bonds are returning one percent, and cash in the bank is returning about 0.1 percent," why you why you why you got all that cash? I guarantee you that no one would actually know why they've. Why they why they don't know why they're hoarding cash. They don't know why that's mm. happening. It's just a thing that they're responding to a stimulus that used to be there. And what I mean by that is, you know, 30, 40, 50 years ago, when you were uh, approaching retirement, you know, you retired at 65, you immediately got some Centrelink age pension for most people. You needed a little bit of cash in the bank because the cash in the bank would, interest rates were much higher. Mm. So it would return enough money for you to be able to spend the return, spend the interest, <laughs> plus chew into the capital base, and then you'd pass away at, you know, mm-hmm. 75 or 80, and you'd get age pension the whole time. You wouldn't get a huge return, but it'd be a far higher return than what you're getting now. And so that that made sense under those conditions. That that stimulus, mm-hmm. like I say, the stimulus was there where you went, I just need to, I need to hoard a bit of cash, I need to get that together, I need to get my interest rate from my bank, or you know, from my term deposit provider or whatever, I need to get that and I spend down my capital base, and then I pass away a fair bit earlier than what I would yeah. in today's environment. Now, what I'd propose is that over the last fifty years, our economic our economic conditions have changed significantly in terms mm. of interest rates. Our our average life cycle has changed significantly. We retire as a rule. We retire earlier, and mm. as a rule, we live as a rule we re, we live much longer in retirement. And as a rule, we spend significantly more in retirement. So mm. all of those stimuli have changed. And yet, for many people, we're still like the monkeys in a basement where we're trying to hoard cash and trying to build up this stockpile of term deposits. We're preparing for a retirement that isn't there anymore. It, it doesn't exist. We're, it's we're completely beating, different retirement. We're beating the crap out of all these monkeys. We're, 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 go, we're, we're responding to this stimulus in a way that if someone actually stopped and said, "What are you? What are you doing there? Why? Why are you doing that?" We wouldn't. We wouldn't actually be able to articulate why we're doing what we're doing. No, uh, look, I, I agree. Um, you didn't really know where I was going with the intermediate. No, it was a uh, very long lead-in, and <laughs> apologise to all the listeners for. Uh, <laughs> um, believe me, the story's actually a bit better with about eight or nine beers <laughs> under your belt. So. Uh, <laughs> Depending on what time you're going to listen to this, yeah. then uh, you, might, <laughs> you might have actually enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, so, no, you look. Look, I think it's a it's definitely a valid point. Um, it's completely. It's not. It's not only a little bit different. It's completely different. So, yeah. Yeah. when the age and I, I've never fact checked this, but I, but but I've heard from many people in the industry. I've just told a made-up story about monkeys. Why would we fact-check When the age now? pension was introduced, um, a male got it at age 65, a female, I believe, was 60 at yeah. the time. Um, uh, I've been told that the average age of death for a male uh, who was 65 at that point in time was 67, 68. So, 
on average, um, yeah, at least a male was 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 gone within yeah. three years of actually retiring at yeah. sixty five or, or being eligible for or, or receiving the age pension. Mm. Um, interest rates were much higher, of course, in the past than they are now. So it's a completely different landscape. If you if you're looking at that, I mean, there there effectively was no retirement planning. We no. we didn't we didn't exist. need to exist no. at that point no. in time. Um, uh, why I think you're on to the, I think you're, I think you are on the right vein here, Dallas, because what what tells me that is I have clients now that are, and and this is not just clients as in a couple. This is many clients mm-hmm. who, yeah, you know, we've been speaking about their retirement planning and things like that. And they'll be, you know, in their sixties, and they'll say, "Oh, we won't be around mm. then." When you show them the, the projections yeah, to, of three days, of three days, yeah. oh, yeah, we'll be we'll be long gone by then. But then um, you learn that one of their parents is still alive, or yeah. both their parents are yep. still alive, and these are, and these are these yep. are people in their sixties, so yeah. they've got, you know, at least one of their parents in their nineties is still alive. Yeah. yeah, and you're saying, well, "Hang on a sec, what makes you think that you won't be around?" Yeah. Then, if, if historically they, throughout time life expectancy have gone up, and, and one of your parents is still alive, how, yeah. how can that? How can you reconcile those two things? Yeah, I mean the best the best um, guess you've got is mm. is of to your longevity is obviously um, family history, yep. and and medical advancements. Yes. So like, if you yeah, overlay yeah. medical yeah. advancements on family history, yeah, you, know, you would say you would outlive yep. the ninety year old parent on, yep. on average. So yeah. Um, it, it's a, it's a completely different landscape. Now the yeah. glass is half full. I, I oh, I'd say it's more than half full. You get it's to more live, than half full. You get to live until you're ninety. Um, it, the glass is certainly the glass is certainly more than half full. It just presents obviously a, a challenge. Yeah. Uh, and the challenge is, you know, how do we fund a thirty to thirty five year retirement? Yeah. And um, and and whilst cash is certainly an important element to fall back on. Yeah. It's not going to get the job done. No, no. like it yeah. is not there to yeah. actually to, to fund a thirty-five year retirement. To, it's, yeah, it's not what it's, it's just not, not what that asset class that. is designed. It is for. not going to do that. Yeah, and and I think it's you know I guess and the other thing too. Yeah, um, is there's been a shift in the last few years for the age pension. Yes, where where um, the part pension's actually been reduced significantly mm. on the first of January two thousand and seventeen. Yep. Um, anyone who is getting a sixteen thousand dollar part pension, for example, during two thousand sixteen, on the first of January two thousand seventeen, that was halved mm. to eight thousand dollars. So yeah. basically, yeah, you got a massive the, pay cut overnight. The the yeah. the, the um, a fundamental uh, shift to the calculation of the part age pension was changed mm. at that point in time, where yeah. uh, every asset. Every thousand dollars of asset that you had over the the assets test lower limit, um, the reduction factor doubled, so yeah. it reduced your and, part age pension by that, twice the amount. And that's and that's not a one off. Now thing. that's that's a and then uh, there's been a recent shift. I just can't remember the date, but 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 what it did it was actually it it. Um, it actually made the it, it made it easier to qualify for the full age pension if you had virtually no assets. Yeah, but harder. So to get but them. but 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 the reduction factor yep. kicked in, and, and that's, uh, if you were getting a part pension. So, the writing's on the wall in terms of age pension. Yeah, 
it's something I mean we don't even factor that in we treat that as a complete bonus we yeah. we look to achieve it if we can but if we're looking at longer term yeah we're 10 years out from retirement and we're there, saying then. okay yeah. um yeah if your assets are running down mm. in your later years of your retirement uh, we assume you may get some some age pension at that point in time we we, we have no hope of actually yep, no. quantifying that right no. now and that's that's a great um, point is because that that's if, if we talked in a previous podcast about the complexity of our modern financial system, and and the thing about it is, it's like what the financial system that we live under is already complex enough without without being delusional, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Without without trying to uh, approach it through, you have to actually see reality as it is. And this mm-hmm. is kind of this is my, my comment about the intermediary monkey thing is. There's already enough stimulus to respond to. There's already things that you need to take into account. You need, to, you know, tax planning and superannuation. Mm-hmm. Just there's all these different things and Centrelink rules, and these things are changing all the time. You need to, you need to actually see those, see those stimuli as what they, as as they really are, and uh, and form a long term, you know, plan for your retirement based on based on the reality as it is, and mm-hmm. based on the reality as you think it will be throughout your retirement. You just cannot afford. To, to approach your retirement with a view of, well, I'll just sort of shut my eyes and, and treat everything as though it was the same as 50 years ago because it just isn't. And that, that's kind of the, the point with, I think, a lot of things. It's human nature that it is, it's easier to, it, it's often easier to just convince ourselves that everything's going to be okay than, than to face reality and go, well, maybe it will be okay, maybe it won't, but I know that these are the facts now and this is mm-hmm. what I can do to put myself in the best possible position for my retirement. Mm-hmm. So... I guess that's the point. Is, is it might be a it might be a hard conversation. It might be a hard pro- thought process to go. This is how things are now. This is how things are going in terms of legislation and all those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. I need to come up. I, uh, maybe I, you know, maybe I don't get to live the retirement of my dreams. Maybe I don't get to you know. We we all have super yachts and, and have our own private island. Maybe we have to. But I think facing reality, approaching retirement, and and that sort of thing is. Is a far more constructive strategy than um, just blindly, like the monkeys in a basement, beating the crap out of each other, responding to a situation and stimulus that no longer exists and hasn't existed for for generations, basically. Great point to wrap up, Dallas. Thanks for <laughs> listening. Thank you for listening to the Money Over 50 podcast with Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. We look forward to catching up again soon.